right, welcome to the Beautiful Game Euro 16 podcast. My name is Matthew Marshall, still in Amsterdam, and I'm joined by Christian Newry from Get French Football News. Christian, on your way to Paris, must be very excited. Yeah, certainly, Matt. It's uh, been a long time coming, Euro 2016, and uh, really looking forward to it really kicking off now. France are in Group A with Romania, Albania and Switzerland. They're favourites for the tournament. Uh, Christian, do they deserve it? Do they deserve to be favourites? I think, to be honest with you, I think Germany are perhaps a better place to win this tournament simply due to uh, the vast amount of experience that the team already has in being successful in major tournaments, but also Germany have been able to fix the slight uh, voids that were created by the uh, retirements of, of Philipp Lahm, etc., with, with the introduction of Hector. And um, should Mats Hummels be fit throughout the tournament to partner alongside Jerome Boateng, I really don't see a weak point in the German team. I think it's almost natural that France are favourites for the bookmakers because, of course, they are hosting the tournament. They have perhaps the most uh, mobile attack in the competition. But defensively, I'm slightly worried about this very new partnership that Didier Deschamps has had to form between Laurent Koscielny and Adil Rami due to injuries to Rafael Varane. And then, of course, a couple of months ago as well, Kurt Zuma. And Rami really struggled against the, the Cameroon in a friendly a couple of weeks ago and was not really tested against Scotland. So I think defensively, France have got a lot of work to do in training to be anywhere near good enough to compete in those final uh, two games, the semi-finals and the finals. Yeah, Raphael, Varane, certainly a big loss for France. What do you make of the rest of their squad, particularly the attack uh, you mentioned there, Christian? Yeah, I don't think any side in Euro 2016 has as many uh, and varied and but quality attacking options that France do. Uh, Olivier Giroud is, of course, going to lead the line. Um, you can see that Deschamps has decided to go with that type of striker, a big target man, someone who can hold up play well, because his direct replacement, André-Pierre Gignac, is basically exactly the same type of player, except Gignac is perhaps a bit more of a fox in the box than Giroud is. But, um, yep, so Deschamps gone and got two target men. Giroud's in fantastic form. He has something like seven goals in his last six uh, international appearances. And uh, he's coming to form right at, right at the right time, especially if you consider three difficult months with Arsenal prior to the warm-up for Euro 2016 and, uh, consequently, this tournament. Of course, on the wings, it's just absolute quality all around. Dimitri Payet has had an incredible season with West Ham and nobody would have expected him to be in the France squad this time last year for Euro 2016. Anthony Martial has gone from strength to strength, but he's likely to be on the bench, I think, today simply because he struggled a little bit with injury. But also, Payet just offers a bit more creativity than Martial and a bit more experience in this France opener. Tonight, And then, of course, Kingsley Coman, who has already, uh, you know, so, so young and has already won Ligue 1, Serie A and the Bundesliga. He's playing without any fear, uh, totally confident, one of the best dribblers I have seen at his age uh, in, in 10 years, maybe 10, 15 years. So really exciting for France, those four options or so, of course. And then I forget to mention Antoine Griezmann, um, who has had a little bit of a good season, Matt, as well. I don't know if you heard about it. But um, no, he's done fantastically well. And of course, it's going to be interesting to see how he gets back after that psychological disappointment of missing the penalty in the Champions League final. But I'm confident that Griezmann will be able to show he's got resilience as well as skill and bounce back uh, to good effect uh, for Euro 2016. Yeah, well, when I was in Europe at the beginning of the football season, I saw Atletico Madrid at home to Las Palmas. And I've got to say, out of the, all the players I saw, Griezmann, I think, was the, the best. Well, certainly the one I was most impressed with seeing live anyway. I mean, when you 
see things live, you certainly get a, a better perspective. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big tournament for France, but I guess in looking at France, you can't go past Mr. Paul Pogba, 23-year-old, set to really be a world superstar if he's already not close to um, to that status, Christian. Yeah, it's a big tournament for Pogba because there's so much hype about him. There's so many people saying how great a potential this young man has. And there's no doubt that he's one of the most talented individuals on the football that France has seen in a central midfield, uh, potentially ever. And uh, that's quite a big statement to make. However, in the friendlies and, and also in France games, he has this tendency to attempt to lead, lead the whole entire game, lead the attacking play, lead the build-up. And often that's got France into trouble because his ability to consistently pass accurately is one that has come into question. He's a man, he's a flair player. People uh, like to give the accusation that, you know, he's only, he only looks good on vines or gifts, which is obviously incorrect. But still, there, there is something to that argument that Paul Pogba is not consistent enough. And if he is to prove that he is this great central midfielder, he needs to take that next step now. He needs to become ruthlessly consistent uh, fantastically reliable for France and cut out those errors that could also lead uh, France into some trouble defensively because if you have one wayward pass against a decent team in the central midfield who knows what's going to happen especially if you as you've got the very slow Adil Rami uh, starting at the back. If we look to their route to the final Christian you'd think that they should be able to win Group A and they've been handed a very friendly run in the tournament considering if they win Group A they'll play a third place team and then a runner-up in the quarterfinal um, and if everything goes to plan, a meeting with Germany in the semi-finals, who you've suggested you think are, are better suited to win the tournament, is that how you then sort of see the tournament going for France? Look, my head, my head says yes. My head says the semi-finals are going to be where France finish this tournament. But if they can get enough confidence throughout the tournament, if the fans and if the country is on their side, then anything can happen. You have to be able to use that home advantage. You know, it's such a luxury for France. And of course, everyone's been mentioning the fact that the last two times that France hosted tournaments or major football tournaments, they won them. So a lot depends on injuries, Matt. A lot depends on form. Uh, Germany, of course, lost to Slovakia in a, in a friendly a couple, a couple of days ago. Now, of course, Löw was playing quite a second-string team for that match. But, you know, it's interesting. And, and psychologically, what does that do to the Germans? The Germans have always prepared themselves incredibly well for major tournaments. And their preparation at Evian des Bains has apparently gone extremely well from from what I've been hearing and uh, uh, you know for perfect location completely isolated slightly you know slightly high up so good good in terms of altitude and that's always going to help uh, the German side and, and Mesut Ozil was saying in an interview with Lekeep a couple of days ago or maybe it was France Football he was saying I'm not worried at all about uh, the tournament I think we're going to win it because we always prepare better than everybody else so you know as I said, a lot depends between what happens between today, the first day of Euro 2016, and by the time we get to the semi-finals, whose squad is in a better shape, who's fit enough, who's not, and where the confidence is. And then we'll be able to see what really happens. I mean, let's not forget that actually in the World Cup, when Germany and France met in the quarters, that was a really close game. And Germany were able to effectively shut France out. But this was a Karim Benzema who was in poor form. Uh, this was a French side who you know, for all intensive purposes, didn't believe necessarily that they, they could beat Germany, that they were better than Germany. And I think because everybody's told them that they're favourites, you know, either what that does to a team is either it completely uh, energises them to go and achieve the goal that they've been set out to do by the bookmakers, by the public, by the fans, even by the French president, 
or they crumble. And I don't see this French side crumbling like a French national team has crumbled in previous major tournaments, whether it's, you know, 2012 or 2010. So I think there are a lot of positive signs there. I think with both squads as they are now, I'd be foolish to suggest that France are going to beat Germany, but this is football. Anything can change. It can, Christian, but it's um, yeah, certainly looking at this stage as though they'll, they'll win Group A, get to the semi-finals, and then a big step up in class, likely against Germany. But a lot of things have to happen before we get to that stage. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to watch it. A matter of hours away now, Christian. It's all happening. I hope you get to France and manage to get to the game and everything goes well. And um, next time we'll be chatting from, uh, from you in a different spot. It's not really clear at the moment, Matt. I'm sort of making it up as I go along, but we'll see.